right, that'll work to start Monday. 7.01. Good morning. Thank you for finding the podcast. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. Are, are, you, uh, are you okay from a long, exciting weekend? Oh, it wasn't that long and exciting. Well, some, not, not as long as usual, I suppose. Um, much, was that what, Pride? Yeah. I was not there. I was sick. Oh? I got sick Friday night into Saturday morning, and then oh. Saturday morning turned into Saturday afternoon and evening, so I was not in the festivities. I stayed home because I did not feel good. Oh. Um, I want to hear the story, but first I'd like to share uh, a funny message. Okay. Um. So there's a there's Phoenix, my brother and Tracy's Tracy's son. He's eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going into second grade, and uh, he's 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 a thing, all right. He's a little firecracker. Um, and I, I think I told you his his Facebook name, so he's not an eight year old on the internet. He's Bulbasaur Rocket or something. Yeah, Bulbasaur Rocket. And that's a Pokemon. He has social media. Well, I get he has to be incognito under Bulbasaur Rocket, not Phoenix Creco. But Bulbasaur that's a that's a Pokemon thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but eight year olds with social media, that's crazy. Yeah. Um so <laughs> instead of the long version, um let me see. Uh we had a conversation and it's typical it's typical me with, with an eight year old. And again, he's a firecracker, but the conversation almost ended with him saying, Barry, my dad, Barry needs to beat both of your ass. <laughs> both, both of your asses. Referring to my brother and myself. And it's just, I have, I've laughed at that nonstop throughout the weekend. And I told my brother that he should probably avoid my dad for a couple days if my dad is prepared to beat our asses. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, and when I was diving back into social media on Sunday, I had expected to see more of your stuff. I just figured you didn't get it posted yet, but now it makes sense. So what? Uh, what? What's the sickness that derailed you? Oh, oh, my sugar crash as usual. It was really? a hot day, and then my stomach was like, "Hey, we're gonna act up today." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." So I tried to push through, but then like the sweating started, and I mm. started getting shaky, and I was like. Son of a bitch. So I just called the bar and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order a pizza and watch DuckTales tonight. How'd that work out? Um, I ordered pizza. It sat on my table. I went to bed at 930 and woke up the next day at 11. What? Uh, where'd you get pizza from? Oh, Vito's. Because it was just like, I wanted a Tony Packles pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's still in my refrigerator. I ate like one piece yesterday at work. I was like, yeah, we're done. So how are you feeling having missed it? Did you get any word about the level of success of the event? Um, I watched a few. A few. I watched a minute or two online, and the last time I watched it, there was like 300 people watching it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw my face, and I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so then I logged off. Where... Uh, Where'd you go last night? You looked wonderful and glowing last night. Oh, I went I went to celebrate my own pride last night. I went to Elba Carroll on the dock. And I got completely tipsy. You didn't look any worse for the wear. Like, I wouldn't have guessed based on I mean, your... I wasn't sick. I mean, like, when your sugar drops, it's kind of like, it takes you out. It takes your body out. Like, I literally slept for 12 hours. I was fine when I woke up. I even went to work the next morning. I was like... Uh, I'm at the call off tomorrow, but then I woke up. I was like, "Oh, I feel fine. Check my sugar. I feel great." That's the power of being a diabetic. One minute you're good, the next thirty seconds you're like, you just want to feel like you want to laugh over and die. And it only happens during hot, hot, extreme hot days. And that stuff has come back. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, last week. Some of the days when I was waking up coming to work, it was. It was chilly today. Yeah. Um. You you probably have felt it, even though you probably haven't been outside. It's it's one of the warm, icky, muggy days. So we've got like yeah, maybe I walked in my living room and I was like, so I yeah. right back in my bedroom. I was like, back to the air. Yeah, we might have like one last uppercut from summer weather here. Um. Even as like all the fall beverages have descended upon us. It, hey, at least we don't have dueling hurricanes, and at least <laughs> I think almost everybody survived. 
with a little property damage, the earthquake on Friday afternoon. So apparently that was the thing. I was napping when it happened. Like my mom blew up my phone. She said, "Did you feel the earthquake?" I was like, "Bitch, I was asleep. What happened?" And then I went on the Facebook, so you know everyone was like, "It rattled my whole house." I'm like, "Okay, don't be dramatic. We live in Ohio. Calm down." So you didn't feel it? Oh, I didn't feel anything. We've had like four. I will say hurricanes. Four mild earthquakes, I'd say, since high school. I've not felt any. I would like to experience a hurricane once just just so I could make an update about it. But no, every time they happen, it happens during second sleep. Um, did, did I'm you, always napping. Did, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I slept through it. Okay. Did Donna feel it or did she just hear about it somehow? I guess she no, felt my, it. No, my mom said that she may have felt it, but only after someone talked about it. Right. But she, Consciously, I don't think she felt it, but like maybe like she thought she was oh, there was a little movement because she lives in the basement on the first floor of her apartment. So I don't think she would really feel anything. If anything, like the the pictures would move on the wall. So, but like yeah, a few people said they felt it. Um, I was knocked the hell out and woke up like three hours later, and everyone's like, oh, the earth has crumbled. I'm like, huh? And everyone's like, yeah, there was an earthquake. I go, well. Proven that I'll say I can sleep through a hurricane. Right. Because I felt nothing. Like, even like on Fridays, when I used to have Fridays off religiously, and like the tornado thing would go off at noon, which is right outside my window, by the way, it was like, like it will startle me, but I literally just flop my ass over and go right back to sleep. I got so immune to it that I'm like, it's kind of scary. Because if that was to go off at like midnight, I'd be like, it's malfunctioning. Then I wake up the next day, the only man on earth, because I slept through it. And you didn't panic like everybody else did. Oh, I done that person. It's like if it takes me out, it takes me out. I, I've, I didn't feel it, but and I guess the only people in the area that felt it were people in Michigan, and more so in Michigan and, and West Toledo. So I'm not close to any of that. I, I did. I lived through. I lived through. I felt one earthquake in my life, and it was a pretty big one because it lasted like a minute. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think I mentioned it once before is when I was living in Allentown and I had seen people tweeting about it uh, as it was happening. And then I put two and two together. I felt the shaking and dumbass me ran to the window to look outside from the fifth floor oh. that I was on. And, <laughs> and then as I was at the window and, and the shaking was stopping, I was like, oh, this is a dumb idea. Like, don't I get underneath a doorway or something? But then I realized there was no way I was getting downstairs anyway. But it was a it was a pretty big earthquake. And you know what? I crossed that off the bucket list that I don't keep. <laughs> Live through earthquake. Well, here's the thing about earthquakes. I do know this because I have some friends who like work in construction. If we were to ever have a big one here, minus the buildings downtown because they're made with the flexible beams or they can move with the wind, half of the t- half town would probably be shattered. Yeah, because like all of our support beams are like stiff wooden rods. Like they're not made to be flexible, as within like New New York, California, where like their buildings are made to move with the earth. Like, if we ever had, like, a big one here, we'd be screwed. Yeah. I would probably wake up under rubble. I hate to be so dark, but I'd be like, oh, this is weird. So, yeah, so. when I don't want one. (laughs) You were too young because I was only nine. So that means I was a fetus. The 80, I think it was the eight, and it was the 89 earthquake. So I had just turned 10. That happened three. During the. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're born in '84. I was born in '83. So well, si- six. Sorry, yeah. math. So uh, it was whatever October of '89, and I'll, I will. It's one of those I can still visualize everything moments during the World Series. They were just about to like sing the national anthem with the Giants and the A's, and um, my grandparents were watching me. Grandpa was on my right. Grammy W was on the left, and then I was. We were watching the game. They were about to do the the. Uh, the anthem, and then everything goes like into into static and scrunchy and all that stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I ran into the kitchen and I called Adam Fisher. And I'm like, are you watching this? And he's like, the TV's out. And then a couple hours later, you find out that like there was brain matter on the highways from all the devastation. Brain matter? Yeah. Now, look, maybe that was like somebody was embellishing something, but they had said there was so much destruction and the way people had died. And I know this is awful of me, but yeah, they, they found like people's brain matter in certain places. But yeah, that, that was, that was devastating. And then watching it happen, um, was, was something. 
I was probably too busy playing He-Man and Voltron battles in my living room to even know the world was going on under my Ninja Turtle sleeping bag. So it's quite possible. Yeah. Um, I got some uh, some personal feedback on Friday, and uh, I want to share it. Usually, you know that I I will never hesitate to put someone's name out there. But in this case, it was a, a direct message, and she sent it to the show page, so that either means she likes it and hate listens, or she's like, I've had it with this, and I'm just going to reach out in the easiest way possible. So she wrote, and this was 12.30 on Friday. I can only imagine that it was something said earlier in the morning. I love the music you play in the morning, but you're such a Debbie Downer. You're so negative about everything you talk about. It's actually depressing to listen to you. It's almost like you're afraid of living life. Not everyone fells the same of you. Get outside and enjoy life. <laughs> so there's a couple of pretty bad grammatical errors, and I'm trying to figure out what was said that morning. I don't recall anything dark and dank. There was no real COVID stuff. So I can only imagine this is like the extrovert of extroverts who couldn't imagine me who couldn't imagine themselves sitting in a movie theater at 11 15 on a wednesday enjoying that and i love a strongly worded email i do strongly I'm like, I'm like okay i get them all the time i'm like all right that's how you feel i'm literally not this person you described but okay well I may be that person like she might not realize and her name was her name is christine um her, uh, she might not realize that, like, what I and we enjoy as fun or stimulating is not what she or most people do. Because most people are like concerts and parties and bars all the time and out to put in bay. And me, I had a, I had three one-hour conversations catching up with friends on Friday. And to me, that you might not call it fun, but it was enjoyable. It was stimulating. And I'm sorry that like there was no drunken debauchery uh, during that. Yeah, I'm the one you need to listen to if you want drunken debauchery. Right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm the drunk of the show. Well, well, but even you too, like you have a you have a sizable introvert in you. Yeah, and he came out on Saturday. Like people were just like, "Well, are you just gonna come and support?" I'm like, no, nope. I don't order my pizza. I got my Disney Plus. Like, there's times I just want to be alone. Like my mom found out. That I didn't feel good. And she is an overbearing mother bear. Like, she is a helicopter parent. And I literally told her, forgive me. I was like, can you just leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> I was like, I just want... I, I did. I said those quote words in a text message. I said, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cuss. But leave... Stop texting me. And I just wanted to... Be, and I turned my phone off. I was like... I was like, I'm alive. I'm fine. I'm on the couch. If you need to get in, you have a spare key if you're that worried. But I just turned my phone off. I didn't want to be bothered and like everyone was texting me and I was just like, I just I just need to be in my head right I just want to be alone. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with someone how dare she send you this message? Like there's honestly nothing wrong with not wanting to go outside. What do you say? Go outside and I have to go out and live the day. I, it's like I'm afraid to live life. I need to get out and enjoy things. Bitch, have you watched the news? The world isn't quite enjoyable right now, okay? Ugh. It took me a long time in my life, um, and I don't even, I'm still not very good at it, but it took me a long time. It took me until like my mid-30s to realize, hey, I don't have to do what everybody else is doing to enjoy myself. And I always felt, I always wound up feeling bad because I didn't like what other people liked. And you always want to be a part of things, but what other people were doing wasn't enjoyable for me. I would do one of two things. I would not do it and then feel bad that I didn't like that I didn't like what they did, or I would go and do these things and realize this is not fun at all. So it, I, either way, I couldn't win. And again, I still have a hard time managing through, hmm, everybody's out having fun and doing normal things, and I don't like those things, but I'm much better at it than now, and, and this lady doesn't understand that. It's, maybe she's just showing concern. We'll do a positive spin on it. But, you know, I mean, everyone's different. Like, I, I don't, I've gotten that before, too. Come on, enjoy the day. I am enjoying the day. I'm enjoying the day watching Disney+. Plus. Mind your damn business. Like, yeah. And not everyone's adventurous and wants to go outside. Like, I never, like, I had a friend who was just like, we should go outside today. Why? 
I don't know. It's a beautiful day. To you, it is. To me, it's miserable. A beautiful day to me is like fall with the breeze and a jacket. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, what you think is a beautiful day is not the same thing I think of a beautiful day. Like, y'all hate snow. I think snow is lovely. It is a glorious day today. So, like, I don't know. Everyone just has different things. I think we have gotten into the society. We gotten into, like, the mindset in society that like one way of thinking is the best way of thinking, but we also forget everyone has different preferences. Like there are fall people, there are summer people, you know what I mean? There are concert goers, there are not. So like I said, everyone has different preferences. Like I said what I said, I don't think a blistering hot day at the beach is a glorious day. I think it's hell. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. there's a book I read. I don't know. I think it was called Quiet. One of these books. It it helped. Whoops, sorry, it helped me tap in, tap into and understand my who I was, which was a an introvert, but an extrovert who could turn it on. Like if we had to be on stage doing pride stuff, like I could turn that on and I would feed off the crowd. But other than that, you know, I'm I'm typically I'm the quintessential person who after that needs to recharge for several days, mm-hmm. and. That book helped me understand that I didn't have to like vanilla ice cream like everybody else. Um, and that book also illustrated how the world is really... monster. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the world is really constructed for, in- for extroverts to thrive, not introverts per se. Um, that's why, you know, I-, I like online dating, but there's only so many avenues you can go with that as opposed to being out in scores of people. And there's there's drawbacks to both, but it, and, and without having specific examples, that book really pointed out that, yeah, the world is made for extroverts, not introverts. Um, and while most people like Saturday nights out um, with lots of people and whatever else I like, well, when I when I when my hours were conducive to it, I liked Tuesday nights out, a quieter night in the middle of the week. Yeah, and like I mean, going out like last night, like sort of a Sunday fun. It was weird because I normally do like it at a bar, but like they're like, let's go to a restaurant. I was not prepared for how busy this bar was, the restaurant was. Hmm. So like it was busy. So I was like, I'm like I'm much like you, like uh, minus me working in a bar. I don't get the stimulation like I used to when I was like a younger in my twenties. I don't get like the, Oh, we got to go out. I need disco lights. I need people. I need sweat all over me. I need a shot glass in my hand. Like I don't do that anymore. Like I don't, I've aged out of the quote unquote clubbing, but like I have now transitioned into going to a bar and adult clubbing, which is me sitting at the bar, singing along to a song. I know not dancing. So like, it's just I don't know where the story was going but it's just weird to see like the transitions in life that I'm just like when I was 20 I was like oh look at those old guys sitting at the bar now I'm one of the old guys sitting at the bar who's just like oh look at those youngins over there living their best life with no back pain ugh that's not even the choreography to the song like you know what I mean like I'm that person I was but yeah, it was weird I think I was elaborating on the fact, like, I'd much rather go out during the week than, I, than the weekend. That's what I was, yeah. yeah, the point I was trying to make. I'd rather go out, like, on a, like you, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday and be content, especially now that bars close at 10 or pool drinks at 11 or whatever. I don't know, whatever. They close early. Like, the fact that I can go out the same day and be home the same day with, like, hours to spare at the end, I'm like, this is kind of nifty. I like this. I'm glad you... And, you know, go to sleep and be productive at work, whether I work at noon, whether I work at 10, 11, noon, or 1. I'm glad you brought up the 10 o'clock thing. Um, a, a friend of mine mentioned that he was downtown on Saturday night uh, at the Blarney, and it was kind of it was kind of a ghost town. So what have things been like downtown? I, I said to him, maybe everybody was uptown for Pride stuff, but what has downtown been like lately on the weekends with the 10 o'clock stuff in place? I mean, Adam Street is still thriving. <laughs> like yeah. we, we they, people just they just shifted their times early. Like, right? If you, I've done it before. There's been times I got off at seven or eight, and I'm just like, well, be home by eight thirty, be ready by nine, chug everything by ten, and order stuff by ten, and chill till eleven. Like you, everything just moved forward. Like, there's a will, there's a way. Like you can't. Like if you tell someone 
we have to call last call at like nine thirty. We're pulling. You can't sell liquor after ten, but you can order up till ten. But you have like an hour to drink it. That's fine. I know Georgia's. They do like buckets. They do like last call buckets, which is smart. Like you get like four white claws in a bucket full of ice for like twelve dollars, and like. I know they go, they step at 10 o'clock. I can tell who the chuggers are. They all got their buckets. I even posted a picture of my bucket on Twitter. I was like, look at my bucket of love. Can you buy like like, two buckets or three buckets or they? Yeah. Yeah. There's no limit. Like you, you just have to order your drinks by 10. And I think, so here's what people do. They order, like they make their own makeshift bar. So like, Ashley did it one night when her, Kevin and Erica were out. So like they all, bought different buckets and set it at their table and had like their little makeshift bar. It's not illegal. They're sitting. They bought their drinks before 10. They have to 11 to drink them. So like I said, people forget humans are animals. We will adapt. We will adapt. Okay. We'll get- <laughs> we will adapt and we will find every loophole and we have and it's just I can't wait for it to go back to like the normal ways because it does get confusing around like the 930 Nine forty-five period because it's just like, wait, do we have to finish drinking? Wait, do we want to order more? Am I gonna close out? You know what I mean? So it's just like, and also it's for the bartenders too because if you're not selling liquor after ten, a lot of people are just closing out their tabs. So it's like a mad rush at like that ten o'clock hour to get like your drinks in or to close out your tab. So I kind of just feel for them because like once that, like I said, once that nine thirty, nine forty-five time hits. It's so confusing. I would hate to be a bartender anywhere at that time, let alone the place I hang out at. I can only imagine, like, a bartender at a restaurant or a bartender, like, near the Blarney or, like, Tin Can type area, like, where the college kids are. Like, there's a, you know, what's, what's the uh, the one George's guy, the bartender that I always ask you and Philip about, who never looks happy? I've, I've asked you about him. Like <laughs> he has jean shorts. He's got some facial hair, dark hair, and never looked. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, he's gone. He doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe he's out yelling at people or something. Or doing, <laughs> he's gone. Like, yeah, he's gone. He he always had a scowl on his face. And, oh, he uh, was really nice. That's what you and Philip would say all the time. I'm like, <laughs> so you, nice. You yeah. Could, you couldn't tell. Um, it it's funny. Like I think it was in July. I had talked about my dad maybe wanting to come visit and we were, and he was not having it. And then I was talking to him yesterday and I've always been asking like, what's open there compared to here? And in the city of Philadelphia, if you've spoken to Michael, um, you might know that like you still can't eat inside in restaurants until like after Labor Day there. It's, it's so closed up in Philadelphia, but like if you're at, uh, I don't know, is Tar- Target on Monroe Street. I don't know if that's Sylvania or not, but from S- Sylvania to Toledo. No, that's Toledo, I believe. Okay, so if you go from Target on Monroe to uh, My Way Bistro down the road on Monroe, totally yeah. separate sets of rules. That's like Philadelphia and the suburbs right now. But I was telling my dad, like, what's all happening here? I'm like, the movies are open, new movies are coming out, and we're going to get to that in a second. Um, movies are o- open up, theaters are open, you can go to the gym, restaurants, you can eat in there. He's like, and again, this is just to give you an idea of where my dad is. And I think he's a reasonable barometer for the pandemic and fear and worry. He's like, oh, maybe I'll put that trip out to visit you back on the schedule. <laughs> or he just might be tired of not doing anything back home I think in Philadelphia. That's where everyone, I would say, I'm happy you said, I think everyone is just at that point where they're like, and even I have this conversation with people like, as someone who follows mandates and guidelines religiously, I just think everyone, and I hate to be this person, and I'm, I own my shit. I'm an adult. I'm 37. I, at this point, I believe COVID is real, but I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm tired of, like, just sitting around. And I think, and I, we talked about this a few months ago when, we, when it first started coming to a head and we didn't know much about it. I said, everyone's going to come to their fucking point. And many people, myself, have had many fucking points, but, like, I think this is the ultimate fucking point where I'm just like, I'm going to go out, but I'm still going to wear a mask. But at this point, I've done everything I have done. And yeah. I've listened. I have followed. But I'm just like, I'm just going to wear a mask. If I go out, if someone sneezes or cough, I know just know to move out the way. Like, I'm not going to. And I think I'm not the only one who's at that point now. That I'm just like, well, everything else 
seem to get relaxed except certain things, but you know what? I can't live like this anymore. I'm sorry. I cannot. And I think a lot of people are at that point. Like, it sucks because, like, I'm falling into the category of, like, Americans don't care. Like, we, I'm the one that actually cares. I'm just over it. Like, well, and, I'm physically and, and mentally over it. <laughs> and we, and we follow, we follow along what we need to do. Like, uh, you could arguably say that, I don't know, back at the end of May when the gym opened, um, I hit my fucking point. But my fucking point was, um, I wasn't overwhelmed. I didn't miss doing things. I just said, all right, I can go back to doing these things. I, I can do a tiny bit of browsing certain places as long as I follow the protocols. And if I do that, I'm doing all that I can other than locking myself away. Right. And it's, it's just, yeah, I was just like, Mm-mm. and I think I hit my, my final one. I want to say a few weeks ago. Like I was like, maybe last week, like when the governor said like, Sports could happen. I'm like, you know what? Sports could happen. I could fucking not be a hermit anymore in my house. Yeah. I'm out. Put a mask so. on. Wash your hands. Don't droplet people. And that that's what we got to do. Nobody said to stop living your life. Um, they kind of did at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but because we didn't know. We, <laughs> we didn't know. Did. We, know so li- we know so little about this. And hunkering down was the smart thing. But now, you know. Now we know what to do to stay as safe as we possibly can. And even then, bad things can still happen, but we will do our best to get through it. Um, all right, here we go. Give me your thoughts on all the nerd stuff from the weekend. I didn't watch the Batman trailer, but I the more I watch the new Mutants trailer, I am ready. Uh, you can buy tickets now, Thursday night. Uh, so I have to go to a movie theater? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you know I'm not a movie theater person. Uh, so yeah, it's a, there was another movie out this week too, the Russell Crowe one that we did with Jeff a couple weeks ago. It made like four million bucks, but yeah, new- <laughs> and that's probably breaking the box. Oh office yeah, right there. That that that's a blockbuster now, four million. Um, New Mutants is out and it's in theaters Thursday, and I think tomorrow, whichever. One isn't isn't open yet. Opens. I, I uh, so Franklin's been open. The mall and Levis and Fallen. One of those is not open, but it'll open tomorrow. And Thursday is New Mutants. And a friend of mine said um, she got tickets for Tenant on Monday. Although I think it's showing here this weekend. Huh, let's see. Maybe I maybe if I go early. Oh, just the oh Thursday. I won't be here on Friday. Where are you going? I have to be at Sephora at eight o'clock. I know I have to set up a new thing. I'm happy you said Friday Thursday, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, I have to work early in the morning." No, but um, I wonder if I get off and I can go see New Mutants. Um, I don't see why not, and uh, maybe I can. uh, They owe me some days off. Maybe I can take off Friday and we can go see it Thursday night. What if it's bad? It should be good, though. It can't be that bad if they waited three years and they still want to release it. And with all the reshoots and stuff? Yeah, um, it can be. They can't, it can go nowhere but up. It, they're, they're definitely banking on some people like us when to get back and see a new movie. Whether that means it'll be up to what we hope, I don't know. But no, They're um, banking on people like me who was who let down by Dark Phoenix. <sighs> like, you need to give me more mutants. That's what I want. They could show this thing in black and white with people throwing popcorn and sodas at the screen, and you would still probably enjoy it more than that thing. <laughs> you Sorry. right. You right. <laughs> that movie um, was awful. So yeah, I I didn't watch the last trailer. I didn't watch the last trailer for for Tenet. My my trailer life cycle is: give me the teaser of the teaser, give me the teaser trailer, and then the trailer, and then I'm set, and then I'm I'm ready to see the movie. So like, I'm ready for Tenet. I'm ready for New Mutants. You don't have to sell me anymore. Um, you, uh, watch the Batman trailer. I think you know from the get go. I've been like Robert Pattinson will be fine. Just trust me. Um, it was everything and more that trailer that I hoped for. And then I watched the uh, the Justice League Zack Snyder the Snyder cut of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, even the trailer is assaulting my senses. And there's so much going on here. <laughs> and I realized that he had a just an awful tragedy befall his family when 
her daughter when his daughter killed herself and he had to step away from the movie. That's what happened. I was like, did he die? Yeah, I was his, like, because I, I was like, something happened. I don't know why is it so important, but yeah, his daughter passed away, right? Yeah, she killed herself, and I don't know okay. much of the story beyond that. Um, but I I'm not, I'm not a fan of his stuff. But I just have a wild idea to throw out to people. What if, what if the movie he had made wasn't that good? And because there's that risk, and there's all this hype, and people wanted the Snyder cut released, and there's some new footage and. DC fell into their greatest idea ever accidentally by saying, like, the TV, sheer, the TV series, they matter. The Joker, that matters. Justice League, it matters. And it's all the multiverse. Yeah, DC movies aren't that great. Although, I did see the new Wonder Woman trailer. I did forget that. What'd you think? That movie, that movie looks so sweet. I'm yeah. so ready. Yeah, I'm like, still ready for that movie. It and... One other one I, I can't think in this DC universe was good. I didn't even see Aquaman, but the lack I didn't either the the lack of cohesion from all of this was again by not having someone to oversee all of it other than what they tried with Zack Snyder, I think has kept them from being what the MCU is. You've got to have a singular mm-hmm. vision. And that's why I'm I'm imagining either they were all sitting around drinking coffee or snorting or cooking meth going, what if <laughs> the, the, the coffee version is this multiverse stuff that we have going on is pretty wild, isn't it? And they're like, wait a second, what was that? The multiverse stuff? How like all these things matter? <laughs> That's it. That's what we're gonna do. Um, but that may save their fucking asses. And get, and like everything matters. It's all in a different earth. <laughs> and the Black Adam thing was cool. And I don't even like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> do you, Do you know anything about Black Adam? No. So he's like, it's like a Deadpool anti-hero kind of thing. Okay. And The Rock, I guess, has always wanted to play this character. And is it DC? Yes. So, oh, see, I don't know much about DC. I'm a Marvel person, but okay. Sa- same. And I think he is uh, Shazam's uh, arch enemy, but yeah, I'm okay. just, I'm throwing darts here. I did like Shazam. Did you? I did. That was the other one that people said was good. I did enjoy Shazam. Like, even I was like, am I watching a superhero movie? And I was like, and I felt myself enjoying it. I was like, all right. And there was uh, the Suicide Squad. There was another trailer, I think, for that with new characters under under the direction of James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I didn't mind the first one, so. The Suicide Squad? Yeah, but you know me. I don't like when they switch out actors to play another character so right. I'm kind of mad at Will Smith for not wanting to do this role again because I'm like um we get attached to people in the first movie so the whole time I'm going to be looking at Idris Elba like you're not Will Smith so I didn't even know that it was Idris Elba who took over Deadshot I think that's I think that's who they replaced him with okay after seeing uh, I mean a more bigger name but I'm just like mm, you're still not Will Smith well, like, re- you get attached to these characters you're like you're not him I, I- remember when he got cast in that role and I'm like I he doesn't really do franchises unless they're centered around him and this is not centered around him so I'm not surprised he bolted as long as they have Harley Quinn like who's just steals the movie anyway so we're good she's a great character but I have a bad Mm -hmm. taste in my mouth from that dumb Birds of Prey movie never seen it not good Um, (laughs) there was the Arkham Knights video game or Gotham Knights video game which looks Amazing, and I think that was mostly everything from what they called DC's Fandom. It was kind of like a DC Comic Con where they unleashed all this stuff. Okay. I know we're not really DC people, so. No, is it called? Is that their thing called like Fandom, or is that just a blanket term for I, what it is? I think that was that, that was what they called this event over the weekend, where they uh, okay, where they released okay. all this new footage, and for me, it was all about like the Batman stuff. And I, I knew that they were going to release some of, some of that, even though the movie is less than halfway shot. But, um, uh, they had the Riddler in there who is Paul, <gasps> Paul Dano. You I would, you would know his face and he has played some very like demented, unsettling roles. Um, did you ever oh, see DC has the best villains? They there, truly do. There really are some great ones. Um, so I'm yeah. very, I'm very delighted by that. There was one more thing I wanted to run by you. 
with all that stuff. And I can't, <laughs> and I can't remember what it was. Emails. Huh. I don't know. It'll come up. Um, anything else from your weekend before I, uh, I grab our, our retrograde fear monger? <laughs> no, nothing happened. Oh, God, this is going to bug me. And then I'm going to have to, I'll text you later what it was. Yeah. And it was not necessarily any nerdy movie stuff. Huh. <laughs> I love that you're going through the thought process. I'm like, I have no idea what you wanted to say or um, what you had planned. Quickly, uh, I was going to ask you, so I had not heard from Mallory and we just occasionally exchanged text messages and she told me she was moving on Friday um, and I, I, I hadn't heard from her in days. And then I was thinking yesterday if I should ask you, should I just delete and block her? Um, cause like, there's... really just don't respond to her anymore. Like this is now it's just like, wait, you've not heard from her. Like she just told you she was moving. She was moving. Like she had a lot of like moving, like apartment to something, uh, on Friday. Girl, bye. Let her go. And I hadn't heard from her for a couple of days. Not that I have that expectation, but it would be nice if we would like to continue this, this friendship and this dialogue, whatever it is, but to completely you need to ask her if she related to Bert because Bert messaged me last night too. We're on the same cycle of people. And I'm like, what do you want? I know. I know. And like you not, I've not talked to you in like two weeks. Hey, what are you doing? First off, you're not going to join this conversation. Like we've already been talking, but <laughs> you say, Hey, don't say, Hey, how are you? What are you doing? No. Yeah. That's something friends ask. Hi, Janet. I have not talked to you in two weeks. Hi. Hey, gorgeous. Hi, honey. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're just talking about our, um, talk, I was going to say the, uh, the opposite sex, but, uh, we're talking about people we were, we were interesting with and having these little, uh, like back and forths with Floyd, long, long story short, last night I realized that, um, I, I like Michelle, we stay on the high road. Um, I am not going to delete and block, even though I often <laughs> lack some self-discipline, but there might be a time where, she, and I have offered this, I have offered to help. There might be a time where she's in some serious trouble and because I feel a, a, a duty, I would, I would help her out. So it would be, uh, do not delete and block. And the funny thing is I woke up to a missed call this morning that she made to me last night at nine o'clock. Maybe she made that call knowing I wouldn't pick up. Because I'm asleep, but whatever. I'm missing something here. You're what? I am missing something here. Who is this and what's this? What? What? Who? I I mean, I'm just getting the end story here. There was a girl that I I liked a lot. We had a good time. And then she, her, her life took over. And that's totally fine. And I, I am, you can call me needy if you want, but there's certain levels of communication that I like and appreciate to maintain a dialogue or a friendship and Mm -hmm. on her side I don't think she's really kept that up a lot lately now I'm the kind of person and Floyd I think you're going to feel me a thousand percent on this Um, and I've always felt like this if you can't talk to me if you can't pick up please if you think you're going to be busy for the next three days take 30 seconds and relay that back to me I agree with that though with most with most relationships, and I have said often in my office, people do not communicate with each other. I mean, it's, and I, get, I definitely agree with you on that. But at the same time, if those are your guidelines and you need those, to, if that's something that you require in a relationship and that person does not provide you with that, I mean, I wouldn't even pursue the, the connection yep. unless she meets you halfway. Yeah, and I mean, it, 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 it takes two, you and, know? And I'm... Uh... I'm not even, I've, I've removed myself, I've removed parts of my body that are important weeks ago, but then I, that, that's why I thought, you know, maybe because I can't exercise self-discipline at times, delete and block, but then like I said, if something were to happen and she couldn't get a hold of me and I had said, I, I can help you, I would feel bad, but um, yeah, here we are. Well, I keep it at a friendship level is what you're saying. Friends, friends, talk, <clears throat> friends talk to one another, right? Right? Who, absolutely. Who te- absolutely. Who texts? And you know, who sends you? There's te- an interest. Camel lady, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. Who sends you a text message on a Wednesday or a Thursday, seeing how you're doing? 
This guy. It sounds more friendship. It this, sounds like more like a friendship. This I text you because I'm your friend, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Hello, gorgeous. It sounds like a friendship. Yeah. But you know what? It's. I want to say something here. Yeah. You know, there, there's a really interesting book. It's called The Five Love Languages. You know, it's a good book. It talks about what your love language is, what your what you need from a partnership. And and I think what you need there are there's words of affirmation, quality time spent, acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. You know, like we give somebody gifts. Yours, I think, is that it could be words of affirmation. Just you know, just and that could be that that connection, yeah. like you're talking about. And that's your love language. I need my I need my mind stimulated. Oh yeah, I know that. And one thing I know about you, this is just my friendship with you after six, seven years of knowing you, if I have a complaint or something bothers me, I can go to you and say, hey, you might agree or disagree, but you'll still listen, you'll take it in context, and you'll, and, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out, you'll analyze it. That's, I mean, seriously, in all seriousness, I know that about you. I can always go to you and say, hey, this really bothers me if we do this this way or this, you know, I mean, I, I can do that with you because you are a communicator. Um, I, am, I, I spent three hours on the phone on Friday uh, with three different friends, like hour-long phone calls, just catching up with people. It was nice. Well, I never received any of those calls because you don't call me about stuff, and you never told me about this birthday. I would have loved to at least, I would have saved you a headache. That's one good thing about all this stuff that I do with astrology. <laughs> is you get a, I, no, seriously, you get an idea of what you're walking into. I, it's I, like you get this sort of, you get a little bit of an idea of what the person's like so you can understand the situation. And maybe she's a wonderful person who just, you guys have opposite communication styles. You give, uh, you give the teaser trailer for the potential of a relationship. Will it be the dark night or will it be the dark phoenix? I like that. That yeah. sounds really good. Teaser um, trailer. So we're another week, another week into this this awful retrograde. Any any change for good it or hasn't, for worse? It, it hasn't even happened yet. It doesn't happen until September nine. But we feel the effects of it as of August ninth. Like I always say, this is just my interpretation. Not all astrologers feel this way. I do because that's how I was taught from my father. He always said, anytime we have a really heavy retrograde, like Venus or Mars, the two retrograde, Mercury retrograde is a piece of it's a piece of cake. It's nothing to worry about. Gets more communication, blah blah. That happens two to three times in a year. But Mars retrograde is heavy. And remember I said it's hitting in your sign? I said you're affected by it probably more than anyone. Because even though it's you're a Taurus, you have a lot you have like three, four things in Aries, which it's taking place in Aries uh, September nine. But people are feeling the effects of it. My clients are going out of their mind. They're they're like, what's going on? And what it does is it brings things to the surface, and it also it kind of gets this momentum going. And then after it goes direct, which is November 13, it, it'll even whatever happens, it it might even it might even continue with its effect because it could really it could be it's a powerful transit. It really is. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it's- it sucks. And see, so whatever, I'm going to say this to you, whatever is going on with you now may not, by the first of the year, all this can be resolved for you, and for you example, I mean, as an example. Well, don't worry. Because, so I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, it's just, this is just a cycle. And, you know, I've told you this before, and this cycle should probably ease up after January 1st, well, November 13th, but you're really going to feel it coming together around January. We, we should feel better, like around the second, first, second week of January, like the 8th or something like that, because Mars ruling energy goes out of Aries, which it is in now, very powerful, into Taurus, which can calm things down. So I will guarantee that you're going to feel a whole lot better. You're going to have a nice winter, nice Christmas, I know you don't celebrate Christmas. Nice holiday, and so after January eighth, things calm down considerably. What What other signs? Because you keep talking about me, and I, I get it. I appreciate that. What other signs besides Taurus have have been or will be hit hard by this? Like Floyd's on on the end of Taurus, so is he in trouble as a Gemini? Well, it, it depends on what is happening in your chart based on time of birth. People don't realize this, but I say this constantly. Time of birth is very important because it places Taurus in your chart. I happen to know your time of birth close to it to know it was hitting your midheaven, which is your work. 
and other things. So you, how you think, you're thinking, over, okay, so the signs, generally speaking, cookbook astrology, because it's hitting in Aries, Mars is retrograding in Aries, those born under Libra, um, uh, Aries, um, Scorpio, uh, Capricorn, Cancer, are really feeling the hit of this. Now, everyone else, based on their time of birth, it will be taking place in that at that section of their chart, which is the wheel house, we call it. There's 12 houses to a zodiac chart, and where Mars is, is taking place in that wheel house will determine its, its, its potency. So it's pretty heavy, but like I said, when, like if you go back every two years, uh, is Mars, Mars has been in retrograde. Okay, two years ago, 2018, people were going nuts between September through November. Really hard cycles. And before that, 2016, go back to 20, 2001, 9-11. It hit, ended July 2001, and what happened? We had this, you know, this 9-11 his, historical uh, tragedy hit us. Mars was retrograde in Sagittarius, which rules foreign countries. All this stuff surfaced. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how this stuff works. I don't know how it works, it just does. And I happen to have the brain chemistry that knows how to figure it out the world is is a crazy place so i uh i for one i for one welcome the world destroying meteors no no that's not going to happen but we did have look at we had that earthquake situation 3.4 magnitude we had which just happened last friday we had the the fires are going on. This is just a precursor to all these things that are happening. We it's just a preview. Dueling hurricanes but, uh, but, but down south. It's going to get better, huh? Dueling, we'll say it again. Dueling hurricanes down south. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, but but it is going to. I'm telling you, it's like the world is on fire right now with this COVID, everything else, and the election. That's another story. But um, so but that, I don't know what's so going what, on with that. What's going on with that? I don't know what's going on with that. Well, I do know what's going on with that. It's crazy. Do the whole you, thing with the elections, crazy too. Do you? Uh, so there's a lot. Janet, go ahead. Janet, Janet, Janet. Do you, do you you have some uh, some readings we can knock out for some some people who have reached out yeah. to the show? Yes, I do. You were asking, or or I believe someone was asking about whether she should. It's Monica, and she's a Scorpio, and she's asking. Should I, should I, uh, is this a good time to adopt a dog? There's never a bad time to adopt a dog, basically, in a nutshell. I think, um, I think that if you're going to do it, do it now. Even during a retrograde, you're going to adopt a dog, it doesn't matter. Just adopt the dog, give it a beautiful home. You're a Scorpio, and you have your moon in Sagittarius. This is Monica. She's very intense. I can definitely see that. She would take full responsibility. She's very good at anything she does, and she has a lot of compassion. So, yes, I think this would be a great month to do it. Even if it, we get into a retrograde and you decide, well, I'm going to wait till September, October, that's fine. You know, do what you need to do, and I feel like adopting a dog would be a good idea either way. Okay. Like Scorpio people, they're so intense. And Tara is a Virgo, and she cheated on her uh, boyfriend, and she's wondering, should she tell him? Well, this is my take on it, and I'd love to hear your, you guys, your opinions on it. Um, I think it's a personal decision. I think you have to look at the person that you're, um, <clears throat> you're going to reveal this to. What type of person is this? Is this a person who will hang on to this forever? Is this a person that will um, throw it in your face every, every five minutes? Also, you have to decide what can you live with. I believe in, in transparency. I believe in being honest and open. But at the same time, you have to decide if this is something that is going to be destructive for him, too. I mean, if you're going to stay with him, you know, you have to decide. I can see by your chart, Monica, you're a Virgo, but your moon, which rules your emotions, is Sagittarius. So you're not always the most truthful person. Mm. Um, I think you try to be, but I don't see that as something that, you know, I think that you're questioning a lot of things in your life. And your relationship with this person has not been good for about two and a half, three years. When I say truthful, I don't think you basically will lie, but I think you do. You can be, um, you lie through omission sometimes without realizing that at the moment, sometimes people will say something, they'll, they'll, they'll say something, and at the moment they believe it to be their truth. And then once they say it, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, 
turn it around down the road, and I think that's what she does. Floyd, what do you think? So, tell tell uh, the tell the guy she, she cheated. Needs to, she needs to tell him. Like you've already, ugh, I don't know. You've already broken trust there. Like so, if you don't tell him and keep this relationship going, so your whole relationship is just based on a, it's not trustworthy anyway. And like, well, you have to decide. But not always is that the case, though, because sometimes some people cannot. I believe in honesty and transparency, but if you know that you, it's going to hurt this person, it's going to hurt him, and you know that you're going to stay with him and he's going to have to live with this in his mindset for the rest of the duration of the relationship, I mean, you have to think about the harm it's going to do to him. Sometimes it's better just to say, I messed up, I did something bad, I'm not going to do it again, and really try to... Try to really cover your tracks by not, I mean, not mm-hmm. cover your tracks, but not do this again. I don't That's know what your end take up on, on this, Eric. Lori and Springer. What? Um, Say it again. That's how people end up on Maury and Springer. Only like, the- what if she does it again and, like, she brings a disease home in the house or she becomes pregnant and doesn't know who the baby daddy is? Like, there's so we don't many know other who, We don't that know if. Their relationship, it shows, has been very stressful for the last three years. I mean, I can see that in there. Right. Right. I agree with that. Janet, like you said, lie of omission. Just say to whatever this dude's name is, you don't have to say that you cheated. You just got to go, look, it's not been good for a while. It's time for us to split up. And then. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that over telling him then. This way, when you go and you sleep with other people, it's not cheating anymore. Yeah, I just think that sometimes, I believe in full honesty, but I, at the same time, you have to look at the person. I mean, that's a general question. Should I tell them? You don't know what kind of person this is. You don't know if, uh, you, it, it depends on the person. That's why I'm saying when you look at things like astrology, I've had so many clients in my office, should I tell my boyfriend, my husband? And some I have said, yes, be transparent, be open. And some I have said, you know what, you made this one mistake. Maybe, you know, you have three kids. You know, maybe you should just kind of like not do it again and do whatever you can to repent and do whatever you can to, to pay, pay it back to him in a good way or her. And, and, and that's worked for some people. It depends on the person. Yeah. Seriously, it's not just a – you can't just generally say, yeah, you know, be open. And I, I don't know. It depends on this. Each situation has its own backstory. story. Uh, next up – Good in luck, la- Tara. Yeah. Uh, you got you. You made your bed, and you did a lot of things in it. But um, last up is Manny. Manny. Now Manny is asking about a new job. She, did she take the wrong one? Well, I don't know what she took. Hey. I mean, she's asking me. Manny, you know, Manny, did I take the wrong job? Stop. What? Say it again. Manny. Manny is a man. That it, well, so far as I know, Manny is a is a male. Well, you put on here worried she took the wrong oh, job. My apologies. Yes, Manny is a man. Sorry. I thought it was like an Amanda or something. No, no, okay. no. Okay. All right, Manny is a guy, and he <laughs> wants to know if he took the wrong job. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Manny. You are born under Capricorn, and you have a lot of Sagittarius. No matter what job you take, you're always going to be bored because you get bored with any, you know, with work. You are very smart. I love this guy's chart. I think he has, like, this perfect chart. But he does have this tendency to nitpick at himself way too much. So Capricorn and Virgo combined with Sagittarius, you have two sides to this personality. One side says, I, I'm structured, I follow the, the path of what I should follow. Then the other side says, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, blah, blah, blah. So I, I would say that you're coming into your Saturn return. People that are born during this period of 1992, it's like at the age of 27 to 30, are coming into this big life, life change as people that are born at 57 to 60. Same cycle. So Saturn moves into Aquarius in English. You're a Capricorn. You're going to be making a change anyway with your job. Chances are hang on to your seat September through November coming up next month um, because that retrograde could stir you up a little bit. It's going to be like a little hurricane, earthquake type thing. And you might find yourself after mid, uh, probably say March, April 2021, making a job change. So I would just stick with where you're at right now so Manny and just, not make any big changes. Manny just hops around? He just, it's just not, not that he hops around. 
he's he likes to explore different opportunities, likes to travel, very cultural. Um, you know, loves loves diversity, things like that. Very interesting person, attracted to culture, things like that. People that are different ethnically, which you know is a good thing. Yeah. But but at the same time, you know, I would say just kind of hang in there. But I wanted to mention we have a psychic event October fourth coming up. We're as of now we're going to go forth to the Mommy Pinnacle. <clears throat> I hope you can show up and be there. And uh, my ex husband's going to be at the front taking no. the five dollar admission. He's always there. He's an intricate part of my life. He's always there. I, I anyway, know, I know. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have readers. We're going to have people outside. We're going to have masks. We're going to have everything that you need to be safe. So I just want to mention it's going to be October fourth, Sunday. So it's a good day, to, a good way to spend your Sunday. Prepare for the holidays ahead. And um, I guess that's about it. Other than that, they can call me at my office four one nine eight eight two five five one zero. 419-882-5510, Janet Amid at AOL.com. I know I have freaking AOL. I can't get rid of it because I've had it since 1990 or whatever with computers. I'm done with that. That joke was very 2016 of me. I'm way beyond that now. I know that you have advanced so much. Yeah, yeah It's exactly. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I want to know this girl's birthday, so you better text me with it because you did not ask me anything about her. I asked I'm, her. I'm really I'm beside myself with frustration with you i asked her twice and i have forgotten both times you know i'm not a birthday person and i didn't ask i didn't hit you up about her because things were going so well and you are one of my closest friends I and i can't believe you didn't even ask me you wouldn't mean you're not a birthday person you should uh, you have me right there you know in your little pocket <laughs> you ask me i use and it- floydy you know i miss seeing your beautiful face oh I do. I miss you. But, you know, I want to tell you, your mom is going to be affected by this retrograde because it's hitting her moon a little bit, her health. Remember I said she might be feeling a little bit, you know, lower back issues, knees, things like that, because she has something in Taurus. So she has to be a little careful of her health during this transit. No, we know. You should text me with her birth date, and I can look at it for you. Try to get her time of birth. That would be nice. I can just glance at it and give you some idea what's going on. And, and I know well, you're going to be fine. Are you in love with anybody yet? Himself? Me? Yeah, Floydy. Yeah. Oh, no. You're, you're doing it solo, huh? Yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> so oh funny. I'm so hey, funny. Hey, I make the jerking off jokes on this show. I Rebecca. know, I know. I had to do that. I know I'm not comedic at all. I, my clients, I'll try to be funny in my office. My clients will go, you know what? Stick to your astrology. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is kind of eerie, though, how Floyd and I have so much of ourselves aligned spiritually and yeah. like, through the universe and our interactions with people that we're interested in. It's it's almost like a, a mirror that we can't escape. Well, you have similar aspects in your chart. There are similarities. Um, you're a Taurus and he's a Gemini, but you have the similar... It's like you have people travel under similar frequencies, as I call it, you know, based on their charts and things like that. You can be different signs, but have a similar frequency, and that you definitely have that. You, you, and and even like in the studio, you, when I was there with you guys, you guys have a nice little, you you have a nice connection. You flow well. the The relationship, the friendship, is really good. Friendship. I mean, you work well together. Friendship. It's a frequency. It's an energy. We have that, too, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, although, although sometimes I want to change the I'm channel. I'm jealous. Yeah, sometimes I want to try a different band than you, like go from <sighs> Janet AM to Floyd FM. Oh, stop. All right. <laughs> you know, Floyd, if we all get along so well, we'll all be back together at some point. I will have my camel talk to your camel, and we'll get together. We'll talk this week, okay? Oh Send me Lord. that information. Yes. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Mention my phone Bye. number in the psychic event. Bye. Uh, bye. What a gem. I think they say what a gem that lady is. She's a blessing. There is there is only one Janet Amid, and we are and all 7 billion people on Earth are thankful <laughs> for that. She's a staple of the community. Um. So are you, uh, are you carrying the load uh, at work again Ew. this week? What'd you say? Are you carrying the load again this week at work? Like you are single-handedly keeping that store afloat. No, 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 no. Um, I do work today, but it's only for like I think four hours or five. 
How's Erica? I don't know. It's a Monday, so I'm pretty much going to stand there and be on my phone the whole time. How's Erica? She's good. I worked with her yesterday. Is she 30 yet? No. All right. Nowhere near. Like mm. 11 years away from it. Mm. Um, I right. know. She's so pretty. Lots of, lots of reels today. I know. The most reels. <laughs> Step my reel game up. Uh, last thing. I'm like real famous, like on the D-list, real famous. You, While everybody else is still on this this lame TikTok, you are trying to make reels happen single-handedly. Yeah, I'm, I'm like single. I'm like season one of reels. Like this is something that my old ass could play with. I get it. The uh, the two young kids, I think Tim and Eric Williams, that did In the Air tonight, they've done another video to Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner. How young are they? 13, 14... And shame on their parents. Like, do their parents not listen to this music? Maybe not. I think they're faking. The, like, I wanted to grab the audio and play it, but there's nothing really to play. The most appealing part of it to me is the kid who's on the left side, his face he makes when he kind of squints his eyes and shakes his head a little bit. Other than that, like, it, the videos aren't that great. I, I don't like them a it's, whole lot anyway. It's like my sister the other day we hung out. And my nephew was looking at my tattoo, and he goes, what's that? I go, it's a Care Bear. He goes, what's a Care Bear? I go, what did you just say? And he was like, what's a Care Bear? And I looked at my sister and go, he doesn't know what a Care Bear is? And she goes, I don't know. I said, you don't know what a Care Bear is? And he goes, no, what's a Care Bear? And I looked at my sister and said, you have failed as a parent. All encompassing. Even though he's 14, has good grades, he's not in trouble. You failed as a parent. Not, not so every- I guess I get it. My nephew doesn't know what a Care Bear is. I, my heart like sank. I was like, Ugh, if I had a child, they would know all this nerd shit. Not, not everything needs to be superheroes and capes. You can mix in a little Care Bear love. He did. He pointed at it, touched it. He's like, what's that? Like a, <laughs> a grumpy bear? Oh, I was so mad. But it's okay. I still love him. It's not his fault. His mother sheltered him from Care yeah. Bears. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will text you later on today, and uh, yeah. please, please give us the uh, the formal ending of the episode. Bye. <laughs> Toodles.